You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm doing my usual bit speaking at the start of the podcast and I'm joined by John and Chris. Right guys? Right. Evening. Alright, I hear that you're on a super duper laptop, John, with a, a permanent internet connection that won't cut out. Yeah, well, we hope so. I'm using the, boy, I'm using the boy's laptop because it seems they're on at normal speed, so fingers crossed. But just in case, I'll say my hi and bye just now. Aye, well, hopefully you stay on. And good of you to make it, Chris. You were having internet issues yourself. Aye, I had the usual turn it off, turn it back on again. Everything's fine, so. Oh. IT at its finest. That's it. That's it. If you phone support, that's what they always tell you. Aye, you check the power cable. If it's not, if it's no on, have you checked the power cable? Aye, is it plugged in? Aye. <laughs> right. Before we came on, John and I were discussing the, the podcast, and John came up with a title before we'd even started. <laughs> and the title, I think, could be the Losers Podcast. Now, that's no reflection on you, Chris. Aye, I didn't know you were on, Chris. That's a bit harsh, I, is it, no? I thought you were. I thought you were making it, Chris. I was just thinking, Fagan, we after the weekend, you know. Well, I, you know. I, I, I know, I know. Technically, this weekend wasn't good for either of your teams, but you've got to look at the positives. You still won the League Cup. You still won League One. We're sitting here as winning the Premiership. We're a champion somewhere along the line. Exactly, aye. So it could be. I don't know. Well, losers. But half plus one, maybe. However, I, I, however, it was it was good to hear that the, 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 previously the sheep were on fire, but that fire has now been put out. A maybe maybe yeah. call, perhaps. Oh, it's been doused, aye, a wee bit. Oh, what was that noise? Is that someone sending a message there? Aye, aye. Yeah, so it was uh, the Scottish Cup this weekend, and we went for the charity bet. I was bullied into it, and we went for Dundee United and Aberdeen to win, but we didn't obviously get that. We'll talk about the games in a minute. And baseball. Aye, he didn't think of charity. No. And we went for Longworth of Stranraer to score first. And despite there being six goals in that game, we are both winning 4 2. He didn't even feature. In fact, he was subbed 50 minutes in. So he's ditched for the first scorer bit. And Chris pointed out that there was a chance we could have went for another double away from the the Scottish Cup, but Dunfermline was one half of that and they drew nil-nil. So even if we'd chosen the alternative, we would have been stumped. So it wasn't good for the charity bet that, that weekend. It was despite, was it three weeks in a row we'd won? But we're on a, a yeah, pretty good something. run. Well, maybe you're right about the Losers podcast then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye. Right, so I think a, a good bet for first scorer for next week would be Rory McAllister. Of Peterhead, they're playing against Albion Rovers. Uh, for the League Two champions. SPFL player of the month. Indeed, yeah. So I think he'd be a pretty safe bet. I don't have odds on him. I checked McBookie about an hour before we came on and it was nothing there. So we'll, I'll tweet it and I'll put it on the forum later in the week when the odds become available. We looked at the, the other matches to see if anything jumped out. And I think the only one that jumped out and the only one I think I'll mention just now was Dundee away to Morton. They were sitting at 8 to 13, which isn't isn't good uh, by any stretch, but I think it was uh, the most obvious bet there out of all the matches. 
and do you want to just stick with that and then we'll see what happens in our predictions later on for the Premiership yeah I think yeah. we'll maybe get a back up later on but we'll see what happens in the predictions because there's nothing jumping out there really yeah, I don't know unless unless Hamilton may be at home to Aloha that could be good that, that could be good because they're obviously pushing for the, the title with Dundee even Falkirk at home to Wraith maybe but Hamilton's odds were pretty poor aye uh, well, maybe that's maybe that's what we should be going for the the, the championship title push because Dundee Hamilton yeah. and Falkirk combo might be an idea. Aye, aye, could be a shout, could be a shout. Right, but what we'll do is we'll come back to that. Uh, so we we'll jump into the Scottish Cup then, and Saturday morning, Boys Rangers Dundee United. I got a ticket for that. I was sitting in the, the club deck. And I don't know if anyone knows the, the layout of Ibrox, but I was in Club Deck 1, which is as close as you can get to the Copland Road stand. And my seat number was 3 and 4, so next to my mate. So we were pretty poor, pretty poor seats. We were behind the goals. But luckily there was a, a few seats free, so we managed to shuffle along and get a, a pretty decent view. I think we were about in the, not quite the penalty spot, I was quite happy. I'm used to being quite uh, close to the pitch, so I was quite happy with the, the view up there. My mate didn't like it. He thought we were too far away for the players, but, but anyway. But I, for the game itself, I was I was pretty impressed with Rangers, how they came out. I haven't seen them many times this season, and I've seen them, them stall and, and be slow starters against uh, League One opposition and really only fire into life maybe if they score or, or it reaches half-time and, and maybe McCoyst has a wee word in the rear. But Rangers seemed to come out flying and Mosny had a really good chance to go one-up when there was a bit of a, a stromash in the box. I'm not really sure exactly what happened. I was just uh, willing the net to, to bulge, but unfortunately it didn't. Then there was Shields had a really good chance. And I think I counted that, that Rangers could have been, including Stevie Smith's free kick, they could have had about four goals in the first half, and that doesn't even include uh, Nicky Law's cross. I'm not, going, not even going to say cross come shot, because there was no way that was a shot. It was a poor cross. Ah, there was the one that John Daly ballooned over a bar as well. Well, aye, there was that one. Uh, Shields scuffing it wide. It was it was an interesting half, and despite going in 2-1 down, I thought the Rangers were the, the better team. Uh, that's maybe something I'd like to discuss after I say about uh, what defines a better team. But I thought they were the better team going in at half time, and I was I was pretty confident to, for the second half. And then Dundee United seemed to change their tactics a wee bit, going for the the counter attack, which worked really well, despite them not really getting any clear cut chances on goals. It just it was always maybe a yard too far out of reach or, or whatever. And then, well, I don't know if anyone can explain what Simonson got up to with his poor touch. In front of Chifty, I, I just don't know what he was thinking. Sports scene tried to blame just... the defender. Sports scene tried to claim that the defender had passed it back very hard at him, and it bounced away from him. Oh, it was it was, just... a, was it was uh, it Foster? I think was the, the guy who passed it back to him. Foster would have been right back, so it, it would make sense for it to yeah. be him. I never saw it. But I had Simmons close his Twitter account because he was getting a fair bit of abuse about the goal. That's it's harsh. It's harsh. Yeah. I, I I think that he'll. He'll admit himself that he had a poor game. He seemed very nervous. He was very slow to release the ball throughout the game. He always wanted to slow things down. There was the penalty incident, which uh, I've not seen the replay, but I would say that it was a penalty. I, uh, I really don't know how it wasn't given. Uh, the, then that mistake there. I just think he had a poor game, and I think he knows it. But he's just come into the side. He's, that was his first game. Uh, 
yeah, coming in at sh- uh, short notice with Cammy Bell being out, I, I, nobody can expect him to come in and be playing at the top of his game with no match time. So I don't know. It's, the one thing's for sure is there's no need for this abuse of him and especially not abuse of his son. No. Son's son like Always. a living and he was getting pelters. That's, it's nothing to do with him. Just leave him out of this. So I think maybe him stepping away, at least in the short term, is a good thing. Yeah, well, I hope they go chasing after the people that have been sending abuse to his son. Because, I mean, abu- yeah. abuse is, well, as a footballer, you'd almost expect it, but it is a bit out of order. When you start getting the family involved and stuff, you've well crossed the line and they should be yeah. dealt with. I know, I don't. But was, he, was he getting abuse at school then or something, or was it? On Twitter, I think that uh, Simonson mentioned him. Well, Simonson said himself that he he, he mentioned his son in the tweet, and I'm not sure if he mentioned his Twitter handle. I didn't look at it because I didn't want to really see what was being said. Sure. Aye. That's buying out of order, definitely. What was the atmosphere like on Saturday? Was it all right? It was brilliant. Some have described it as being like an old firm atmosphere, but I think it was there was less hatred than that. But in terms of the the noise for the fans, I thought it was it was really good. It was really tit for tat with the songs. The second one set of fans uh, piped up. The other set kind of tried to to combat that with their own songs. And obviously, the United end was a, a bit more boisterous near the end. In fact, the mate I was sitting with, he ended up leaving five minutes before the end. He just said that he'd meet me outside because he was just he just couldn't hack it with them part in party mode. When three one, it was it was all over. But I always had a wee bit of wee bit of hope that we might have got one goal, not to get into the game at that point. But I thought to bring it back to three two might be a fairer reflection of the game overall. But wasn't to be. Despite I think we hit the post. Can't remember who it was, but but I so I came away. I said in the forum I came away pretty proud. The Rangers the way they played. I think they 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 played better than I expected, and. It, better than a lot of people expected but it's football and despite me saying that I thought that they were the better team Dundee United were much more clinical and it could it could be argued that they had maybe another gear to go up if needed who knows we'll never know yeah I, I would tend to agree with that I think uh, I, I don't want to sound condescending here but this does happen a lot with the, the, the team from the lower league plays the team from the higher league they always seem to raise their game a bit more especially if they're at home there's always that uh, chance of an upset, and I thought, I know Rangers have got a much bigger playing budget uh, than than United have, but it still had that sort of look about it. That have a look at the, the lower t- league team, well, playing at the best of their ability uh, against mm-hmm. uh, against a team that maybe weren't playing at their best of ability. I thought Dundee United, I've seen them play a lot better this season, but uh, as you say, the, the although Rangers probably created the better chances, it was Dundee United that took them. Yep, uh, when I was watching it, uh, the, the first goal that Dundee United scored, just the, the way it came about, I was looking at it saying, no, this isn't right, this isn't right, he's, he's well offside. Uh, but then I've since seen the replay, and I thought that was a perfect call by the, the referee and the linesman. Yeah. There is, there's no boxes being ticked uh, in the, the rule book, as in there was uh, no rules being broken. There was no, he wasn't interfering in play at all uh, in, in the old rules or the new rules. I thought it was. I just thought it was. It was well worked by them, and I think that the Rangers' defence were just caught out. 
I think so. when they should be playing to the whistle instead of this uh, offside trap. Yeah, I mean, the, the sports scene on Saturday night was drawing sort of lines of McCullough's run, and he was <laughs> indicating he'd managed to get a straight run at the ball. Didn't have to go round Chief G or anything. So I think I think Chief G couldn't have done any more to uh, suggest that he was not interfering with play. So I, I, I would say it was good refereeing. Well, good officiating, because I would just yeah. think the linesman would be involved in that as well. Yep, I think the uh, the reason I was picking up on the the referee and that because the referee is the one that will be able to tell whether Chifchi was obstructing the the vision yeah. of the keeper or obstructing the movement of the defenders, and I, I didn't see that. I would have liked to have seen that. That maybe would have made me feel better that we were hard done by, but no, no, it was a good goal. No, I, th- I think as far as that was concerned, that was a good goal. That I think the the second goal was. Well finished off, but uh, they really shouldn't have got possession in the corner like they did. And obviously, the, the, the third goal, well, uh, technically, the, the third goal should never have stood because the referee should have made Rangers retake the free kick from the correct position and not the 20 yards away from where it was taken to straight to get to give it straight to the United player. <laughs> have you watched it back? That's exactly what happened. There's a foul towards the centre of the, the park, but the ball's rolled out towards the touchline, so the Rangers just stop the ball and take it there, and the pass for the free kick goes straight to the United player. They play it up the park, and uh, obviously the, there's the pass back, and Chief G goes around the keeper and celebrates before he puts the ball in it. So, <laughs> re- like so re- really, really, the, the referee should have brought it back to make Rangers take it from the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I never even spotted that. You know, when you said the third goal, I thought you were talking about the third goal in the match. Oh, no, I meant the third goal. I was going to say how... How there's a lot of people saying that it wasn't a foul. I think it might have been on black. Yeah. And my response really was that, from what I could see, and I've only seen this live, there was the hand on the back, which really just it allows the referee to make that decision. If there's a hand on the back and the player falls over, it's fairly valid for the referee to blow for the free kick. And I know it could be argued that he went down softly. And if he was playing sevens with his mates, there's no way he'd go down like that. But... I think that the hand on the back said it all for me. It was the kind of free kick I see d- uh, defenders get all the time. You know how when a striker presses exactly, a defender yes. when he's trying to get the ball back off him and, and any touch at all makes the defender go down. It's technically oh, a free. That it's, it's technically a free kick. I don't think. That, I don't think they can be an argument. But the, the the defender usually makes it. Uh, most of it to make sure he gets a free kick. I think Ian Black did the same thing. I think there's a free kick there. I think he's made the most of it. And... I, I, I don't think uh, the United goalkeeper will be watching that one back, though, because he really should have kept that out. But, uh, yes, but it's, yes. I mean, any free kick ends up in the back of the net. It's got to be a decent free kick as far as uh, the guy who takes it is concerned. So. Stevie Smith is really good at set pieces. Uh, it's one thing I can't remember him being that good when he was during his first spell at Rangers. But he's come into a, a good game when it comes to set pieces, and I really enjoy that he's wrestled the ball away for Ian Black. Because Black is terrible at them. I, just, <laughs> I don't understand it. And Stevie Smith taking corners as well is much better than Aird. I don't know if you've seen how many times Aird hits the first man. It's it's embarrassing, and yet he keeps taking them. I just, oh, it's I could do better. <laughs> that's where the, ma- that's where the, that's where the manager needs to step in. Yeah, ah, exactly. Just tell him, look, do one. <laughs> or, or here, you're going to spend a whole afternoon, and we're we're going to drill this out of you. You're going to make it beyond the first man. Uh, so I saw all in it, I suppose, disappointed. But that's before the game, I would have been happy for that performance. It's just when the, when I'm at the game with 10 minutes to go, I wasn't too happy then. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's understandable, but I think I think when you compare it with the, the Ramses Cup final the previous weekend, it was the difference was night and day. I thought Rangers were vastly improved. Although yes. I don't think the finishing was any better. I think that's probably the big problem Rangers had on Saturday. Yep, yep. Aye. So that's it, but then there was a positive about the, the charity bet, I suppose. Yeah, but here, well, it was a positive at the time because we, obviously we did yeah. Aberdeen. Uh, so maybe we should move on to Sunday's game and explain exactly why that screwed up. John? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, well, start off the, the day anyway. It was quite a good day apart from probably the, the result, but started off pre-match party, started at 10 o'clock. So that was me and with the red wine and the beers. Nice and early. Um, Hope you stayed legal, John. I know what you like. What do you mean? I know what you're like with your, your illegal drinking and... Oh, no. It was at someone's flat. Oh, so right, that's all right, then. There was no illegal activities. Um, but we got to Ibrit Station, and I was thankfully busting for a pee, went to Ladbrokes for a bet. I'm glad I did, because because this tournament was sponsored by William Hill, we got into the stadium. I was wanting to get, put a bet on, because we just put on a random bet, because we went just to really use the toilet. Mm-hmm. But because it's a William Hill tournament, and Ladbrokes are the affiliate... Aye, but yeah, so can you get, can you get a bet on? So, no, I never thought about that. That's aye, I never thought about that. I should have said, John. Aye, because I was asking the security guy. I was like, "Where's? Can you have a bet here?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah, explained." But thankfully, the 3G actually, aye, but it was pretty good. So I managed to get on my phone and do a wee internet bet. Uh, do you know, yeah. you know? It was so good because, well, no, I was going to say it's because they've got the Wi-Fi on, but I'm not so sure many people would have known the Wi-Fi code. I should have told you that, John. That's my mistake. Uh, I cause some I had some folk complaining they couldn't get on the Wi-Fi, but I would I would never expect to really get on the Wi-Fi when it's such a big crowd. I well, just, the Wi-Fi is really good, but the, good the strange good? thing about it is that they, they only said the password once. Now I only go every every second home game, but I've only heard the password being given out over the loudspeaker once. Right. So it's and it is marked as R as a RFC test, so it's a test one, but it works perfectly for me. I I never even tried because I was getting on. Kind of 3G, alright, so I was like, right, that's fine. It was a wee bit slow, it wasn't quick, but it was certainly anytime I'd be at Hamden and trying to go on the internet, usually it just doesn't work, so can I credit there for that? Um, but I, we were in the Copeland Road end, um, thankfully we were, on the, end. we were on the upper deck, so mm-hmm. the seats are actually quite decent. I was like a bit skeptical about the fact to be behind the goal, but no, I quite actually like the seat. It was decent. very popular in terms of season um, tickets that end. I only paid, paid a fiver for my ticket as well. That's why I went with that, because most of the other boys went in the govern. Mm. Um, but no, I was quite pleased with the seat. Um, in terms of the game itself, I thought we started off pretty well first half. Um, set up a kind of usual 4-2-3-1. Things are looking good, obviously. McInnes, get, uh, no McInnes, McGinn gets the goal. Um, after that then, we then, I think, really, Rooney had a great chance, where he was one-on-one through with Manus. I don't know if you've seen the game either of you, but he was kind of through... Yeah. I think if he'd, if he'd finished that, I think we would have gone on to win the game. Um, yeah, you should have done better with that one. First half, we were certainly the better side, I would say. Uh, had our chances, Robson had a chance, Paulette, I think quite early on in the second half, McGinn had a header at the back post. Um, but for some reason, I don't know what happened, but half, I don't know whether St. Johnson changed their system, because I tend to be focusing more on Aberdeen, but um, we changed to play 4-3-3 at the start of the second half. Pollock went out wide right, McGinn went wide left, whereas I thought first half things had worked out well for us. But St. Johnson got their tactics spot on. They put they put Stephen Way out on the kind of left against Logan, and they were just kind of hitting balls in, kind of cross-field balls in to try and get the knockdown. And then obviously eventually that worked out for them in terms of the, the second the winner, because that's exactly what they did. 
Um, I thought maybe we, when they did that, we should have maybe had Anderson playing a bit closer to Logan so that maybe Anderson could pick up me, but no, they got it kind of pretty much spot on. But we, we changed tactics quite a few in the, times in the second half. At one point, I think we were playing 4-3-1-2 as well. And that's maybe where we actually started looking a wee bit more dangerous again. We really had a bit of support. Because I do think at times, much as Rooney started off well for us, Rooney's kind of quite isolated a lot of the time. Um, and I think Pollock maybe wasn't quite match sharp. He had a good first half, but second half faded, I think, yeah. which probably could have been down with some subs with about maybe 15, 20 minutes to go. But we left it until we were 2-1 down. But I think Vernon had about a minute to try and do something. So it wasn't going to happen. But credit to St. Johnson, I, I thought... Probably second half, they maybe deserved it. And uh, congratulations to them, I think, in getting to the first final. But yeah. Stephen May was a really good second half. And I think there was all the talk in the media about him, about Aberdeen fans kind of sending songs about him. The person, if I was him, I would take it as a backhanded compliment. You don't tend to send songs about players unless maybe they're, they're doing something good. Oh yeah, I, I, th- I think there's there's always a, a bit of that. Yeah, uh, even when it when it comes to teams, if, if a if a rival team has a lot of songs about your team and it, it kind of says something that there's a there's not a secret love and I'm not saying that at all but there's a there's a bit of a focus there I uh, mean I certainly yeah because yeah, anyone I'd speak to in terms of Aberdeen fan would be, be delighted to have Stevie May on your side he is a really good player yeah um, and I see I know this St Johnson are trying to um, extend his contract as well which now is a very good thing to be doing that because you can imagine there'll be people sniffing about in the summer yeah. So yeah, I mean, even, even if they extend his contract and sell him in the summer, they should get a bit of money for it at least. Aye, I mean, there's people, there was people sniffing about in January. There wasn't. It was Peterborough not trying to sign him. I think so. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they were a pretty small fee. Yeah. But um, in terms of after the match as well, after the match we were in the pub and it was almost like a wake because in terms of the season we've had now, we're gonna maybe I don't know if we expected to win yesterday, but certainly we're favourites. I think actually I was probably more nervous yesterday for the semi final. And I was at the League Cup final at one point yesterday morning. I thought I was going to be sick. Um, I'd had no had really much to drink the night before, so it wasn't that. But there would have been know, a few fans at the end of the game feeling a wee bit sick with hunger. No, no, the, the boycott. <laughs> in terms of in terms of that, certainly when I went, I went to go. I think I went. I went for a pee at half time, and oh, there was plenty of folk getting food. I don't. I was, certainly any boycott. It wasn't mass scale. Um, there was plenty of people eating pies and all sorts. So. So, I'm certainly nothing so, but that. You went to the and, toilet, so you spent a penny then. Oh, I spent a penny, aye. <laughs> a lot of people saying not uh, to spend a penny. No, it's, 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 it's penny arcade there, isn't it? Aye. Uh, it's, 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 the thing is, you wouldn't have liked it at the, the ground because there was none of the tunes. There was no penny arcade. There was no simply the best. And I know you like uh, those moments when you come to visit Ibrox. The Ibrox There's t- none of that. <laughs> there, was, there was security folk in the toilet, but is there always security folk in the toilet at Ibrox? There's usually when security come folk, visit. There's usually security folk at Celtic Park making sure nobody's smoking in the toilets. Um, Do you know that used I... to be a problem, Chris? But that's I've not seen that at all this season. That was a big problem last season. Uh, maybe tailing off towards the end of last season. But yeah, smoking in toilets. But that's that's been eradicated in my stand anyway. I can't talk for elsewhere. I I think they sometimes get the odd person still lighting up in the actual stadium itself. Yeah. But. But I don't generally didn't can I see my anything over yesterday. Um but after after I after the game, as I say, it was just a bit like a wake in terms see see though what we were saying, see at the start of the season, if someone had said, Right, you're gonna win the League Cup, possibly finish second in the league and get to the semi final Scottish Cup, you'd have been like, Aye, right, who are you kidding? 
Aye. So in terms of that, you've got to look at it and how far we've come on since last season. It's, uh, the, it's the usual story there. But, but if you'd given the, the option back in August, you'd have bit your hand off for it. But because you got into the position that you were in, you were thinking the League Cup's already in the sideboard. Second place, you're already favourites to be there. And you're in the semi-final against the team you gubbed in the other semi-final. So yeah. you're thinking... Really should be getting through this, but I mean, like you said earlier, it was it's full credit to Tommy Wright and his team because the, the, yeah. he got the tactics absolutely spot on. And the longer yeah. that game went on, Aberdeen one 0 you were thinking St Johnston's not get a chance in this; they're looking be good. For oh, it. definitely. As the game went on, they looked as if they were going to get more and more. And then when they equalised, it was it was almost St Johnston going to win this now, and yeah. sure enough, they did. So um, I mean, full credit to them for that. Because even when we scored, usually our defence is pretty solid, but you just had a feeling that we would need to score two if we wanted to win. Um, because you thought St. John's are going to have a good chance at some point, and I, it, it turned out they did. So, I know, credit to them. Um, good luck to them in the final as well. Well, we won. I think it would be nice if they if they did. It's a kind of a fairy tale, if you like, for the cup. And I was going to speak to my mate. Uh, I've mentioned before that I've been to a couple of European games. Oh, you're glory hunting St. Johnson again, are you? <laughs> I, might, I might be a glory hunter. Ah, I think, well, it's, I see what the ticket prices are like. Yeah, uh, I think you've got a ticket easily. I think you've got a ticket easily enough. Here's the, here's the, this, yes, yes. Here is the big problem, though. Apparently, there's going to be works on the line at, uh, during the, on the day of the Scottish Cup final between Perth and Glasgow. Who thought oh, that? What clown came up with that? Well, obviously they're an Aberdeen fan. I think that nah, it's never going to happen. Uh, but I was, in fact, they'd be going down well, that same line, wouldn't they? Yeah. Ah, silly me. <laughs> uh, I was talking to some St. Johnson fans after the game in the pub. We were having a few drinks and all that, and they were delighted. I mean, that's first time, first time ever in the final. I, 130 years have been going, founded in 1884, and this is the first ever domestic final. So, And you think, like, I mean, they're a decent-sized club. I mean, they've been in the top flight for a good while. So... Yep, being in Europe. Quite, yeah, quite surprised at that. Uh, the, the other thing I was surprised about before this all happened was that they they were saying that with Dundee United through it was going to be a new pairing in the Scottish Cup final because surprisingly Aberdeen and Dundee United have never met in a Scottish Cup final. Uh, of course, yeah. obviously St Johnston have never made a final until that, uh, this year. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I think strange. as well, I was seen someone saying on Twitter that's going to be like all the tournaments again won by different teams. Yeah, yeah, Which... it's only ha- it only happened infrequently, and it's happened two years in a row. So. Yeah, uh, it's, thanks. Sorry, two out of three, two out of the last three years because we won a double last year. Um, but that's probably the sickness as well, the fact that we've not played Dundee United before in the final because I think that would have been a, a lot, final. A, a lot of neutrals wanted that as a final. I mean, um, myself or not. I, 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 if, if I had to pick that, uh, the winners of the semi final was Aberdeen and Dundee United. I thought that would have been a cracking way to end that season. However, I think St Johnston may had a different uh, sort of aspect to it with their, their first ever final. And, there's the Tayside yeah. rivalry up there as well, so there, there, there is a bit of needle about this game. So I mean, it should, it should be a good Scottish Cup final. Hopefully, they take a good crowd because I've got a, a fear that the the stadium might not be full for the final. Uh, oh, I don't think it'll be full. I don't think that uh, St Johnson could muster that many fans. It's a, a big stadium. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think that the many sides would struggle to to fill half that, even after the the hospitality and the the freebies. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I, think I, I don't think Dun United will take as many as Aberdeen took to the League Cup final. I think St Johnson will probably take a bit more than Inverness did. Whether that balances out, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think that St Johnson would they have three thousand at the semi final there. That's that's not a lot. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. they're the first ever final. They're bound to take a good, sizable uh, number to that. I would think because that always happens in these games that half the town goes because they can. 
Yes. I mean, Many of have been neutrals. It was well. 2010. It was Ross County done United, and I think Dingwall was empty that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing the, the pictures of the, the streets. Aye. I think I'd read the other day that the biggest crowd St Johnson have had in recent times is about 8,000. I think that was against Rosenberg. Aye, so, I mean, there's a good chance we'll take that. It's close to a sellout that yeah. night. There, there, there so, is a good chance they could, they could bring that down to the cup final if they can get them there, obviously. I mean, so if you've got about 8,000 in M, you've got about 30,000 maybe Dundee United fans. Yeah. Probably 40,000, that's a decent crowd at Celtic Park. Certainly this season. <laughs> and you've got a lot of the, the hangers on as well, Chris. All like the freebie tickets Aye. that get dished out to sponsors and so on. And the glory hunters like yourself. Aye, the neutrals. And the, the glory hunters, exactly. Going to see a big team. Aye. I was hearing that for the FA Cup final, they're talking about 25,000 each. Is that so all? that's 50,000. 50,000 each. So that's 30,000 hangers on. Yep. It's, it's, yep. it, it's, no, it's 90,000 that were at Wembley, I think. So 40,000. I've always heard 90, but I'm not that sure exactly. Point. That's appalling. Yep. Aye, so that's not as bad that. as I'll that. Bet, I bet the tickets are about 80 quid, or not? Oh, aye, they'll be aye. expensive. Farcical. Aye, probably. I, 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 right, so something I wanted to. I was just ask. going to say before we moved on for the, the, the Scottish Cup. Thing. Apparently, this is only the twenty-fifth Scottish Cup final that hasn't involved Celtic or Rangers since Celtic were founded in eighteen eighty-eight, which is all the more interesting given it's the third in the last five years. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah. Nice we start there from uh, Shock Hamster. Me remember him from uh, saying this was the worst podcast he'd ever listened to a few weeks ago. Was he? <laughs> you tweeted that earlier. Who that? entertains me. The guy I follow on Twitter is a Hearts fan. The 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 week oh, that right. Craig decided to say uh, Hearts to teach was uh, a part of the worst podcast ever. Right. <laughs> I, no, it was the worst thing he'd ever heard. It was. It wasn't even the worst podcast. Oh, was that, it was just in general. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Just in general. Ah, there was no exaggeration at all. But something I wanted to to ask was about who is the better team when you're watching a game of football and. At the, the end of the game, we all we all have a feeling of who the better team was. And I thought it was quite interesting that I came away for the, the Rangers game with my, my blue-tinted specs, and I was like, right, OK, I think that I could come up with an argument to say that Rangers were the better team. But then I can see others with the, the quite black-and-white view that the team that scores the most goals, if they score more goals than their opponents they're the better team because at the end of the day that's all that matters so I was wondering what, what your view was really Chris what, what do you think is for the, the better team I, I, th- I think there's there's, a, there's an element of both for me because I think you're right and if the Rangers did manage to create a good few chances the problem Rangers had was they bond most of them whereas Dundee United maybe created only a few chances but they were clinical with them and they finished them. So from a certain perspective, you might say Rangers were a better team and you might say Dunny United were a better team. Uh, for me, the difference is what you do with the chance. I think if you, yeah. if, if you are the better team and the opposing goalkeeper has a great game and uh, despite the fact you have a great game, you lose the game, then you've probably been the better team. I think in this instance, Czernak was not really the man that was uh, stopped keeping Rangers out. It was more Rangers... Finishing that was keeping Rangers out, and I, I mean when I think back to like the the nineties when Celtic and Rangers used to play each other, and, uh, Celtic used to batter Rangers, and Andy Gorham would stand between them and Rangers with one man now with only like two shots on target or something like that. That I was forever coming in and thinking Celtic were a better team. Andy Gorham done his again and Rangers won it. So I could understand it from that perspective, but I think I, I think if the the, the strikers are the ones that are 
to blame as opposed to the goalkeeper having a good game, then I, I think it's harder to argue that they're the better team. Yeah. What about you, John? What, what do you think? I, I'd probably be agreeing with Chris. I think in terms of you can sometimes have a game like whereby a team's had 20 chances, but maybe you've only had three shots in goal. So they've just been wasteful with their chances where you got got other teams that maybe will have, like, say, maybe four or five chances, but they'll score three or four. Um, there's a lot of factors is it, to do with possession as well. Like, you look at Barcelona sometimes and you think, is that entertaining them just constantly having the ball and then maybe the other team wins 1-0? So, and then maybe well, that's, a a good, that's a good point it's, because I was going to bring up the, the Celtic game against Barcelona when I would argue that uh, Celtic were dominated uh, for that game, yet I would say that Celtic were the better team because tactically and the scoreline yeah. uh, wise, they were they, they, they bettered their opponent. Uh, well, so I, I think it's a, a mixture, really. I think that I think there's no real answer to it, is there? No, uh, because that that brings up an interesting point. Surely the better team would include the defender and the goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from mm-hmm. what you're saying there is Celtic were the better team against Barcelona because Celtic's defence and Fraser Foster were absolutely immense that night and managed to keep Barcelona out for like 91 of the 93 minutes we played. Mm-hmm. And we took our chances when they came, which was only three or four chances in all when we took two of them. So yeah. So you could argue Celtic were the better team that night when Barcelona failed to break us down. Although Barcelona had about 70 odd percent of the possession. Yes, yeah. There will be the odd time as well you get a game that is even. I thought yesterday's game probably overall I would say was yeah. pretty even. I would agree with that because um, I think Aberdeen were on top for most of the first half and then St Johnson obviously took over as the game went on. And those are the type of games as a neutral it's best to watch I would think. I don't know when I was seeing the game on Saturday but yesterday I thought probably I would imagine on TV would have been fairly decent. I, 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 I would say that both games that were on the, the telly the weekend were, were really good for the neutral for different reasons. Yeah, I think that I think the, the the first half in the Rangers game, the the amount of chances for goals, and then I think the the second half as well, because the Dundee United's tactics in the second half was pretty exciting with the, trying to play the offside trap and and coming so close, yet so far with, with balls getting pinged across the face of goal, that kind of thing. But I, I enjoyed the Aberdeen St Johnson game. I only seen the second half of it, but but I quite like uh, cups. And I quite like a, a team like that. It's going late and then you get the, the panicky finish to it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's good. But like once they scored and went two and up, Brian uh, Barry Robson tried to win a Maisie. A Maisie run from the centre circle. <laughs> like, I like that. It was like playing a computer game. Do I sell? <laughs> you, go, like, you go a goal down, you just try and do a run and try and score straight away. Aye, aye, straight for kickoff. Aye, just think back to sensible soccer when you tried to do amazing <laughs> running. The ball soccer. would just ping away off to the side. You know how you couldn't really dribble it unless you timed it yeah, perfect. Yeah. Ah, that's when nice. I. It's not like that in FIFA nowadays. You could just spin round all day long. <laughs> no lose the ball. They don't sensible. know what they've got nowadays. Sensible soccer Spoiled. nowadays. Aye, now, sensible world of soccer. I think was my yeah. My that was my George Weir. Yeah. George Weir and was it Benfica that had the five star team? For some reason, don't know why. George Weir, and then uh, Papan. Oh, he was brilliant. Then when I got to see him at Ibrox, I was loving it. I was loving it. I wanted to tell him that that I'm oh I'm a big fan in Sensible World of Soccer. <laughs> I can't remember you as a player, but I, I loved you, Sensible World of Soccer. I think the final but, be two teams that will probably think they've got a chance of winning it. So that'll be good. I would think so. Oh, I think so. 
I think so. I think the Dundee United will be the bookies' favourite, but yeah, I think both sides will have a good chance. Uh, aye. I, I don't know. I think right now, I think I would go for Dundee United from what I've seen throughout the season, but who knows what can happen in a cup game. If only I, would have, I, I would have said Aberdeen were favourites at the weekend. Yeah. Well, that's it. Is that all? That's, this is exactly why I would suggest maybe you don't want to put charity bets on cup games, but I wasn't on a podcast last week, so can't blame me. Well, Chris, I wasn't up for it either, but I was out. You're bullied, I know. <laughs> I, 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 it's all right, nobody knew in Ibrox. I was all right. I just kept undercover. I was still allowed <laughs> in despite betting against them. <laughs> I tell you what, the, the the final does make for an interesting weekend this weekend coming because one of the fixtures is uh, St Johnston and Dundee United. Mm-hmm. So that, that, a wee warm up. That, that becomes a wee warm up taster. Let's see how they get on in that game. I'm sure it yep, won't be the, uh, too much. St Johnston are promoting it already. The final. This should be. That's quick. Did they take them long to get the the promotional gears in motion? So that's a marketing department and uh, full well, good for them. That's the way it should be. Make the most of us next month. So we want to go straight into the, the Premiership predictions then? Or, oh, wait a minute, Chris, you wanted to mention something about uh, well, Peterhead. Yeah, I touched on it earlier that uh, Peterhead had a 2 0 victory over Clyde at the weekend there, which uh, clinched the, the League 2 title. So they join uh, well, Rangers and Celtic as uh, champions of the division that they're in, obviously. So congratulations to them. They're uh, 11 points clear and an athletic with just three games left. So. Job done and athletic. They've dominated pretty much the whole season. I mean, I, I, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Rory McAllister's been a good little bit for the charity bet as well, so we can thank him for the, the, the contribution to charity. Uh, and, and wish them all the best in League One next season. And they might go up with somebody because and Athletic have already clinched their, their, their place in the playoffs. Uh, Sterling Albion and Clyde are still in there. Five points clear of Berwick Rangers with three games left, so that's still a wee bit to decide there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's those three plus uh, whoever finishes second and or second bottom in League One, which currently is East Fife, but they're six behind there. F- sorry, four behind the Adrianians. So, yeah. Uh, is McAllister still doing his apprenticeship? Cause mind that's why he went to Peterhead because he was doing his plumbing apprenticeship. Was it? I don't wonder know. If wonder if he's finished it because he must he must be worth a punt for someone. I know that. There was a few clubs interested in him before. And I seen I think I seen Jim McAnally said that he recommended him to Rangers, but as well. I don't know. I uh, know I didn't I didn't hear that, but it's that's something I don't really think about, like their career. That's the like he Obviously I know that they've got their, their jobs, their full time job, but I never thought I know, I never really thought it through about how their career and their, the the location impacts on who they can play for. Yeah, because I think was it Breaking was that previously, I think. I think it I don't was. Know if maybe, only I had a kind of a way of finding out. I'm not really sure. I think it was breaking that he was at, and then he moved to Peterhead because he was wanting to do his apprenticeship. Aye, he was at breaking. Yep, yep. We'll just edit out those keyboard taps later on. That was seems seamless. Aye, yeah. Doesn't he mention anything about his apprenticeship? He's twenty six. Place above yeah. Aberdeen. Aye, start the screen, Aberdeen. Aye, six foot one inch. He plays as a striker. <laughs> <laughs> you're just reading. You're just reading off the computer. Right? <laughs> um, well, um, of course, the other news from the, the weekend was uh, Peter Head will be joined in League One by Greenock Morton because they get relegated from the Championship at the weekend. Uh, finally, consigned to the, the basement 
11 points behind Cowdenbeath. They're six points behind Wraith Rovers as well. But that could actually be an interesting game tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Wraith Rovers going to the south, because going to the south are still chasing the playoff that could take them up to the, the top flight. And Wraith Rovers are still trying to get away from Cowdenbeath at the bottom. So, it could be an interesting wee game. Aye, it's, it's interesting that there's games coming up because I only realised maybe a couple of hours back that there's a Rangers home game. Yeah, it's the catch. It's the catch up because obviously Rangers had uh, the Ramses Cup the previous week, and obviously Wraith Rovers were in the Ramses Cup as well. And then mm-hmm. again this weekend there was lower league games where Rangers were playing in the cup. So it's a big game on Saturday in the Championship as well. Dumbarton playing Queen of the South. Yeah, because they are they are the two that are in contention for the, the final playoffs. Yeah, but they're level on points at the moment. Obviously, Queen of South will get a game in hand against Wraith Rovers, but it's a weighted Wraith Rovers, so there's no guarantee they'll get in for that. So that, that could be an interesting little finish there between those two. Do you know, the, the Morton, did, did, did we mention on the podcast uh, the, what the chairman had to say about Gary O'Connor? Yeah, I we mentioned that last week. Yeah. All oh, right, right. I, I just, just when Chris mentioned about them, I just thought it's, it's definitely worth bringing up. But if I've already mentioned it, basically he just he wasn't happy with O'Connor and he thinks that he's, he's hopeless. Hopeless is the quote, which is pretty good. Pretty good to say about your, I was going to say star player, biggest player, we'll see. He might be a star player, is he one of those guys that got a star tattooed in his elbow? He's got quite a few tattoos, what I remember. He has, he has, I don't know. But uh, he's just, something's happened. I don't know how this happens in modern football. 30 years old and you're past it. Do you know what's quite interesting to see in terms of the championship? The last day of the season, Dundee, Falkirk and Hamilton are all at home. Yeah. So in, so in terms of the trophy... Uh, somebody will get a shot. It's good though because fans. it's three games left. Dundee are in 63, Hamilton two behind in 61, Falkirk two behind him in 59. So you'd think Falkirk are the outsiders there, but you never know. Still a chance. Aye, Dundee have got two away games. Um, so have Hamilton. No, no, sorry. Dundee are all the ones that have got two, uh, two away games. Yeah, Hamilton, Hamilton Falkirk both got two home games. And Hamilton's, Hamilton have got Alloa and Dumbarton. Morton at home. Okay. Hamilton away to Dumbarton's a kicker it's if they're still yeah. chasing that boy off boys so that could be interesting Falkirk away to Morton so their away game's pretty pretty much a, it should be a three points if they don't get three points for that they don't deserve to be going up so Morton play all three of them yeah good point Morton, um, Morton are the, the kingmakers they've got nothing to lose now so they might play with a bit of freedom they could affect them. Ah, you could see that who wins the yeah, title you could see that hmm. so I uh, interesting into the, the season in the championship certainly it'll be uh, and it's very, very likely that we're not going to see any of it on the telly box unless BBC Alba's got a game. But I know that uh, Sky Sports and BT Sport, they've not included any of the games in the Championship and they're running. No, they can't because they don't have rights. The rights are only for the top flight and Rangers. If Alba, maybe Alba. Is it specifically for Rangers? Yep. Because I know that they mention it in their promo material that it's Rangers. Yeah, it is specifically. It's, it's one of the things I've got a problem with. If, uh, should Hibs be the one that uh, hit the playoff and then lose it and drop into the championship alongside Hearts? Then technically, as things stand, they couldn't show an Edinburgh derby. They'd need to go back and change that rule. Uh, no, renegotiate it, I think, would be probably be what would happen during the summer because it would seem an absolute waste not to show that. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of things that need to happen before the, the end of the season for that to, to occur, but it's still it's a little bit of thing. It's one of these things that kind of annoys me because I'd quite like to see the championship. I think I'm yeah, going to be in the, the same, yeah. That's the problem. 
No, I, I think I, I agree. I'm I'm a Rangers fan, and I do love getting to see most of their away games yeah. live on the telly box. But I still think that, and I've said this before many times, I still think that it should be a bit fairer. Uh, even going back to the SPL when it was Rangers away one week, Celtic away the next, and it was it was pretty boring. Really, you you could predict uh, who was playing, yeah. and I just think we need something different to liven yeah. it up. It's all down to viewing figures. That's it. I mean, that, but the, 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 they get the biggest figures with Celtic and Angels, so they're bound to... But BBC Alba's the one that should be able to come in because yeah. they're not driven by viewing figures. Yeah. No, I mean, BBC oh, Alba... They're not driven was... solely by viewing figures. Yeah, BBC Alba were the, 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 the Rams and Scott people, so I don't, they mm-hmm. obviously already have a, a bit of investment in the lower leagues, and I would like to see them have more investment. It's a good channel, and I don't mind watching Gaelic commentary because, let's face it, I hate yeah. mace commentators. <laughs> I'm quite happy to understand the moves getting said. It's quite refreshing because then you just concentrate on the game and have your own view. Yeah. As opposed to listening to some arsehole's view that it's just some sort of job sort job for the boys. That having said that, right, that's say, I do quite like Derek Ray and I quite like Ian Crocker as well. It's usually whoever's sitting next to him we've got a problem. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I know uh, Gary McAllister's been alright at times this season. I've not much of a problem. So who do you think will win the championship then? Who are you going for? Ooh, I, I think it's done these to lose but I think the, the two away games will make it a wee bit tricky for them although it's against Alloy and Morton maybe I, th- I, th- I think of the three of them aye Dundee yeah yeah, Dundee for me I think uh, Falkirk's uh, the team in form yeah really but... they did a good result of the weekend there because they were 2-0 they, they up lost uh, a man to a red card and still managed to win 2-1 Aye. I think in terms as well, see if Dundee do get promoted, that'll be a good thing, because Dundee tend to take a fairly decent away support, so that'll kind of compensate for losing hearts out of the league. Yeah. yeah. In terms of yeah. Dundee have a, an alright support, certainly better than Hamilton and Falkirk do. Yeah. That's well, a wee bonus there. It's a derby as well. I'll back Falkirk up here, because Falkirk's away support's usually pretty good. They've, they've got a good core of Falkirk fans that tend to go to the home games and the away games. They've got a good stadium now that has been completed as well. Have they finished the fourth side? Or is it just... Well, I was I was talking about the the, the side behind the the goals. Oh, aye, aye, aye. There's a there's a, a stand behind each goal, and then there's a main stand that runs yeah. along the touchline. But there's a there's another side which I think still empty. It's not really. Yeah, aye, that's what I was meaning the one behind the goals because that was the one that you you'd often see on the telly, and it, it just looked like it was wasteland, yeah. and it, it looked embarrassing. Uh, yeah, that's what I was referring to when I said complete. Right, we're going to go and do our predictions for the upcoming Premiership games, which is going to be tough because we're into the split and who knows who knows how it'll go. But we're starting off on Friday and we've got Inverness against Aberdeen. <laughs> I think Aberdeen are going to bounce back in this one. Going to go 2-1. I'm going to go 1-0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I think 1-0 Aberdeen. I think it'll be a tight game. Probably Inverness will come out and do the exact same as what they're in the cup final. Try and frustrate us. Um, but I think... We'll have enough about us, a wee reaction from yesterday and a victory, certainly. I think having Pollock back's probably going to help as well. Yeah. It's interesting. I'd be a bit fitter after that game. And he, he's possibly, I don't know whether he might be back in the squad, or it might be, or whether it's too early, but he had an outside chance of being in the squad yesterday, but I think that was maybe just playing a bit of mind games, but if he's back, we, we, we missed him yesterday, certainly he's, um, because without him, we've not really got a kind of wide player. That's something we need to address in the summer, get another wide player in. It's quite interesting that we've got both cup finals getting replayed. We've got both cup final fixtures being played this weekend in the Premiership. Yeah. 
Then on the Saturday, we've got a lunchtime kickoff on Sky Sports 2, and that's Motherwell against Celtic. I'm going to go for an away victory, 2 1. I've no idea what's going to happen with us because I don't even know who's still at Celtic at the moment. I don't know if they're away on holiday or what. <laughs> I swear I mean, they're probably all the way in the holidays, haven't <laughs> It seems like ages since I've seen Celtic play. It was like, done yep. United that game we played in the league. So, that was Saturday lunchtime, a week ago now. So, uh, I am going to say 2 0 Celtic. Yeah, I think Celtic will win, and I hope they win. So, <laughs> especially if we can win on Friday, that will help our cause a wee bit. Um, but again, I will. It might work out better in a way if Celtic do not play their first team. They play maybe players that have got something to prove, maybe try and make a, a push for like getting in the first team squad in that season. I, I think there could be goals in it. I will go for 3-2 to Celtic. Oof, nice. <laughs> of course, it, it, it does play, it, kind of play into the, the, the interesting aspect of this because obviously Aberdeen played the, the night before, so more of them will know how Aberdeen have got on. Yeah. And I, I mean, if Aberdeen should drop anything against Inverness, that might spur Motherwell even more. Mm-hmm. We've got Hearts against Ross County. I think I'm going to go for a home win here. I think Hearts have been released now that the, the threat of relegation is confirmed. I think they can just play for, for fun now. So I think I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory. They look good against us, though. I, reckon, I, I think Ross County are still in a wee bit of form. I know oh, they didn't do too great in their last game, but... Uh... I think uh, there could be goals in this. Eh? I'm going to go with two each. Aye, Hearts. Um, I'll go for 1 0 to Hearts. Unless Hearts are trying to toss it. That's a thought, because we might want to drag Hibs with them. <laughs> 6 0 Ross. Aye. <laughs> no, I'm staying with two each. <laughs> Kelly against Partick Thistle. I'm going to go for 2 1 to Kelly. Um. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say 2-1 Kelly as well. Yeah, I'll go for a 2-0 draw. 2-2 for John. Aye, it's goals got last weekend, by the way. No, I, I, I reckon... And Vaness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon Kelly are up for this. I think they're, they're, they're probably the form team in the, in the bottom half. And uh, Chris Boyd always scores against the rubbish in the week. So. And they're at home as well. So I think everything's in Kilmarnock's favour in that game, which is why I'm going for the win. We've got the Scottish Cup final on Saturday. <laughs> St Johnson against Dundee United. It's come round already. It doesn't take them long to sort these out. I'm going to go for a Dundee United victory. I'm going to go 2-0 Dundee United. I'm going to go with one each, just to keep us in suspense for the final. Yeah, I think a wee draw as well. I'll go again. I too, all same as the Kelly and Thistle game. Then the other game is St Mirren against Hibs. Going to go for a home victory simply because I just can't see Hibs winning. So I have to give it to the other team. So I'm going to go 1 0. I'm going to go 2 1 St Mirren. Yeah, I think St Mirren will win as well. Um, I've said for a few weeks I think Hibs will be getting dragged into the relegation playoff spot. Um, I'll, I can't see Hibs scoring, so I'll go 1 0 St Mirren. Right, well, that's us predicted all the games, and I'm looking to see if any jumps out. We've agreed on many of the results, but there's nothing really jumping out in terms of humpings. We've got St Mirren beating Hibs, but we've went 1-0, 2-1, 1-0. We've got 
Celtic beating Motherwell, but I don't think we're going to get very good odds on that at all. Uh, so we need something to go along with Dundee. So I don't think we should really be going for a, a single. No. Well, what about the suggestion earlier about having the top three, Dundee, Hamilton, Falkirk? Because I think they're all quite capable of winning. Hmm. Falkirk, Hamilton at home, Elwa, Dundee away at Morton. Yeah, I like that. Could be a could be a shout. Uh, a trebles maybe pushing it a touch, but I, I the, the odds are good. Uh, oh, right, the treble. So we've got Hamilton four to nine, Falkirk four to seven, Dundee eight to thirteen. Ten pound on that is thirty six pounds sixty seven pence. Oh, for three teams. It's because they're all heavily odds on. Yeah, I suppose. But I have just stuck with it. Aye, it's two homes. And in a way, there's nothing I else jumping out here. That's the thing. It's, it's not. It's not exactly a great week for the the gamble. Oh, it, it could be a good week for me. My treble's looking good for tonight. I had Juventus, Estoril, and Atletico Bilbao. Juventus and Estoril both won, and Bilbao are currently two 0 up. Oh, what? Yep. That's sounding good. Right. I had a money on Leicester, and Leicester drew, so that was no good. Well, I had money on Rangers to win. Because they were decent odds at home. Sorry, uh, I no, no, no. you don't need to qualify that, Chris. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You, <laughs> you, you wanted the Rangers to win. That's enough. For no, me. I just thought I'd profit if you did win. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all uh, about thirteen to five. Aye, it was something like that. I think I got eleven to four or something. It's, it's, it's not very often you see Rangers odds against. So mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought mm-hmm. I'd take that. And, at uh, home as well. And yeah, and then of course I've mm-hmm. lost. And then I had money on the Scottish National on green flag each way. And my bookie were paying five places and he finished sixth. Mm. Oh, got her. My wife won the sweepstake. She got alcohol. Nice. And then was gutted that she never struck a wee cheeky bet on it herself. Because, but... I don't know. I don't know about being greedy when it comes to a sweep. I normally just accept the sweep money and just and bet on something else. Aye. It was quick. Right, but before we go, I wanted to mention Ultimate Warrior. Aye. Minute silence. Yep. And well, the minute silence won't work because of the magic button, John. <laughs> Plus, surprisingly, I'm still here. You're still here. It's still so, going well. I am aware that he came out and he was inducted to the the WWE Hall of Fame, and I don't know. He was. He seemed okay when I seen him on the Monday Night Raw, and then well, obviously he collapsed. And aye, so it's a it's a shame because he was only was it 54. Aye, 54. Yeah. Something about wrestlers, I don't know if it's the fact that steroids. they're pushing their, their bodies too much or whether it's steroids. I think I don't, it's... I, I just don't know. I've not heard anything about his abuse of steroids. I'm not sure if he did or he didn't, but I know that it's affected a lot of other wrestlers and taking their lives early. I think he was known. I think he was known for it, I think. In terms of the size he was when he was wrestling, he was, like, properly massive. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Bye. I was a, a good wrestler back in the day. Right. Sad to go. Aye. I wasn't. Uh, I just. It was just sad timing as well. The fact he'd come back into wrestling. His wee speech was interesting. Though. It was almost like he knew. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So. I think yes. A lot of folks said that. Yeah. He looked quite out of breath and quite red in the face, but then he did have a suit on and his Ultimate Warrior cloak. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. don't know. But anyway, aye. Right, we'll move on. 
But this has got to the end, so if there's anything else you wanted to mention. The only thing that occurred to I... me was Laurie's been pushing some sort of donating hearts tickets to kids thing for the last few home games they've got. It seems like a good idea because you buy the ticket, hearts get the money, some kid gets to go see a football game. Yeah, that sounds good. That's good. That's good. Now, I can't remember what his website's called. It's like, is it like Paint It Maroon or something? Or Paint This Town Maroon? Or... Aye, something like that. Paint the Town Maroon and it's dashes between those words.co.uk and the details are on there. Or you can just follow Laurie on Twitter. Even if you search for Paint This Town Maroon, you'd get there. Probably got a picture of you. Aye. Aye, Paint the Town Maroon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but there's probably lots of practices of Rudy Scatcho and Julian Brellier. I like Sam, don't they? The, de- the details are under the blog called This Is Time, guys, so let's make some noise. So. If anyone's interested in doing that, which is always good to get kids along in football and maybe get them interested. Then. Aye, yeah, it's, maybe uh, it's it as well. Uh, was it a Hibs game the other evening? Uh, I was watching it and there was uh, the camera panned in on the uh, some of the kids. It was, it was one kid reading a book. Uh, There's another kid no facing the pitch. <laughs> and, uh, any sleeping? It was good. No, I don't think there was any sleeping. But ah, it's good. Good to see them in the in the crowds, and I'm sure they enjoyed their day, despite maybe not looking like it at that point in time. But get a wee pie at half time, a juice, and a program, and that's oh, good when I it was a, a noise at the game as well. I saw a game recently on the TV, and there was a kid at it, and they were reading a reading a book where the game was getting played. They certainly they weren't what, enjoying it. That's what I just said, John. You've not been listening oh, to me. Ah, I, I tuned out there. I was. <laughs> There's <laughs> always one of us gets caught out with that. <laughs> Wait a minute, next you'll be telling me there was another kid that was facing the other way. <laughs> oh, maybe. Before talking about Alma Warrior. Aye. Did you hear about Alma Warrior? <laughs> what, what happened there? <laughs> Where's the predictions for the podcast again? What's your charity about? You're not used to staying on you're this long, John. Uh, exactly. like your attention still. span's been reduced Aye. to your five-minute stint. I know. <laughs> right, but well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for staying on for the, no whole, the whole podcast. No, I'm, I'm shocked John, John, and... everybody managed to stay on the podcast the entire time. That's impressive. Yeah. And <laughs> thanks for recording it, Chris, because my recording failed. <laughs> so if it wasn't for you, people wouldn't be able to listen to this. Yeah, so well. thank you, Chris. So if nobody hears this, you know why. Except you don't. <laughs> well, I don't know if they do know why, because they're not here. <laughs> there, there might be complaints that, I'm, uh, that I've stayed on the podcast all night. They might be like off. I prefer, it when, it, it cut, prefer it when it cuts off. Wait until I tell Greg. Oh, he, he won't bother listening. Yeah, he won't believe it. Right, but thanks for coming on. And I'll speak to you next week. Yep, cheers. Right, cheers. Cheers, bye. See you later.